Hello? I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to introduce myself last week. I'm Edward Cullen. You're Bella? Yes. You were gone. Yeah. Um, I was out of town for a couple of days. Personal reasons. <laughs> so you enjoying the rain? Asking me about the weather? Yeah, I, I guess I am. I don't really like the rain. Any cold, wet thing, I don't really. <laughs> My favorite movie ever in this life is Catherine Hardwick's Twilight, starring Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. And I already know what you're thinking. But maybe argue with your mama, not me. Because that, that film, that is cinema to me. But the question I want to ask you today, dear listener, is what is cinema to you? I've watched my fair share of films over the years and have leaned quite heavily on my limited knowledge, training, and experience in film to help build my opinions on the films that I watch. But recently... I've been wanting to be more thoughtful in how I approach art in general, from music to cooking, and now, especially film. And to do that, I knew I'd need the tools to be able to dig just a little deeper into the movies I watched. And what do we do when we need new tools? (laughs) Maybe we call the experts. I'm Talia, it's really good to see you, and it is a pleasure to say to you, welcome to the disco. Regardless of your opinion of Twilight, the important part is that you have one. Watching films and being able to articulate what you like or dislike about them is truly a skill, and there are plenty of tools that can help us talk more thoroughly about it. For example, not only do I love Twilight, but I specifically love Twilight for its color palette, its soundtrack, its cinematography, and the infamous baseball scene, the storytelling that brings the book to screen with such integrity and existential teenage moodiness. But I noticed those things because I knew what I was looking for, so it was easier to find. So to support you, my friend, in collecting the tools you need to really inform your review of Barbie or Oppenheimer when you watch it this weekend, or rewatching that niche movie you saw as a preteen, I talked to a few really talented and thoughtful and amazing friends who know their way around a film review. Before we get into the mechanics of how to watch a film more thoughtfully, I thought it'd behoove us to really hear what thoughtful movie watching actually sounds like. To get a more solid understanding of how all the tools work together, I talked to a super cool product designer, cinephile, and New York-based photographer, Ajayan, about his relationship with film. You know how people make mixtapes for others? I make lists of movies for other people, so I really think deeply about this. Um, I would say, you know, there's a few factors. One is like, I kind of like to generally know the things that they're into, like some movies that they did like in the past and, you know, directors that they vibe with. 
I I get a sense of like whether they want something provocative or they want something that's you know like um, to blow off steam or you know like to like chill at the end of a long day. I try to get a sense of the like why they're into movies and stuff like that, and then recommend something that way. So what I hear from Ajayan is he's able to use his expertise to connect the experience someone wants to have with the experience a film can provide. He uses his understanding of story and its impact on the viewer to not only know how to give you a good recommendation, but to also know when he's watching a good film. So I have like 20 films that are, in my opinion, are way above the rest. Within those, there are five that are probably above the others, so I'll talk about those. Um, so. There's this movie Playtime by Jacques Tati. Um, for me, that's a film, that's one of the first films that like really made me appreciate life. And, um, you know, like no matter what happens, you can always hold on to like the simplicity of, you know, being amused by you're sitting on a leather chair and it makes a sound like... Mm-hmm. Like it's, he elevated that kind of juvenile humor and like there's many things like that. And it's the kind of movie where once you watch the film, you go outside, you're like, oh, those leaves are rustling. That's interesting, you know, like, and I didn't know that about myself. I would never think that I'm that kind of person. So I appreciate that film and it's influenced a lot of other directors that I like. That was beautiful. The way Ajayan can talk about Playtime's influence on him, including the other directors he's drawn to, is something we can all aspire to. But speaking of directors, they're not the only folks crafting the films we're watching and creating the styles we've become accustomed to seeing. There are entire teams of artists behind everything we consume, and no one knows that better than a dear classmate, filmmaker, and truly one of the funniest people I know, Gio. I think a lot of people forget that filmmaking is a really collaborative art form. Um, we've been in the age where everybody looks at the director and they're like, okay, this is this director's work. Like, you know, they, they call it the auteurs. Those are the, the directors that have a, a distinct style to them, kind of like Wes Anderson, kind of like Quentin Tarantino. And a lot of those directors, yes, they have a style, but it really, like, film is part of it is many parts that make up the whole um so yeah i i something that kind of bugs me is when people put off so much on the director when it usually is the director that gets blamed if the movie is bad or if it's amazing um so yeah it has it has its positives and negatives but uh, i think one of the the most exciting parts of film especially documentary work as well comes from that collaborative nature and getting so many artists onto a single soul, you know, saying this, if this film is a soul, if this film is this, this ship, everybody is on the ship making it work, um, which, is, which is cool because you don't get that with a lot of art forms. A more well-known part of the teams Gio was describing is the cinematographer. They work very closely with the director to achieve the visual product they're looking for. 
And lucky for us, I just happen to know an insanely talented one by the name of Sid. She's also a dear classmate of mine, former stand partner back in our school orchestra days, and co-founder of Ladybug Studios, an Atlanta-based boutique film production studio. And in our chat, Sid informed me of something that may be a difficult truth for all viewers approaching films. I wish that the average viewer realized that we don't care about the audience, like what they really want. And I say that because there's this new discourse going on about movies being really dark and a lot of people can't see, but cinematographers know that. They just, they like the fact that, okay, back in the day you didn't, well, you had to have um, a lot of equipment, like a lot of lighting to even see like a little bit on camera. So now that technology has finally caught up to this place where like you don't need all of that, now we take advantage of it. (laughs) And it's also like sometimes that's the point that you can't see. So yeah, that kind of just reminded me of that. But um, yeah, like it's an art. Like it really is. Think of it as like a painting. Like the artist was not thinking about what little Johnny in seat number four would see, you know, like they really wanted to create a world in their mind and like that's how, you know, it comes about. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people nowadays want to be critics and like film is an art in itself. And like, of, of course, when you release it to the world, it's um, up for interpretation, but you know, wow. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we've been blessed with a pretty good foundation from Sid, Ajayan, and Gia. So let's let's recap on that before moving on. One, Ajayan's thoughtfulness in watching films has allowed him to build a collection of films that impact him deeply and has used that muscle of thoughtfulness to share his love and knowledge of cinema with his community in a really curated and personal way. That is the power of thoughtfulness, to know, experience, and share. Two, Gio reminded us that when we think about a film, we can't shift all the blame onto the director. There are a ton of different players at work in the creation of a piece of art, and we ought to take into consideration the diversity of the folks who make this happen. Three, Sid reminded us that ain't nothing really about us for real. The filmmakers are doing what they're doing intentionally. They're not really thinking about us. They're creating art and expressing themselves. They know what they're doing and aren't always obligated to take our critiques into consideration. But what do we really do with it? What are some practical tips we can use the next time we visit a theater and then go home to FaceTime our friend about it or to write a review on our blog about it? I reached out to my friends for that too. Sid starts us off with the first two tips. I think the one thing that I always kind of go to when I'm looking at a film is like, one, how does it make me feel? Like, the plot can be one thing, the writing can be one thing, the casting, the acting, all of that, but at the end of the day, it's supposed to make you feel something, even if that thing is bad, like even if you hate it, you know, like hate it down to your core. like that's kind of the point sometimes so like yeah number one how does it make you feel 
Um, number two, I think it's also important to think obviously about representation and even if you don't feel represented in a film, like thinking about what's the history of film and like how is this movie pushing things forward um, in this, the space as a whole. I think that's important to think about because, you know, the little, little Mermaid coming out right now, like I saw this thing on Twitter and this lady was saying, oh, um, uh, fair skin, well, redheads yeah. are not being represented anymore. And I'm like, but what about everything before? Literally <laughs> everything. Like that's what I mean. Like you have to think about the history. Like you can enjoy a film and not necessarily see yourself, but you can feel some. Like that's what black people have been doing since the beginning of time with white film and white, you know, movies. Obviously, or we wouldn't be interested in film at all. So it's like. At the end of the day, if a film has, you know, a point or a meaning or something like, you should be able to find meaning. That's what a good film is at the end of the day. Like, are you able to feel something and find a meaning in what you're watching, um, even if you don't necessarily, you know, relate to it? So, yeah, I think that would be number two. It's like, how is this, you know, representing human beings? And last but not least, our last tip is from the inspiration of this piece to begin with, Bryn Kathleen Schneeberger. She wraps all of this up very perfectly, I think. I think that, like, for me, at least, and I think that this is, I think this is good advice, at least for myself, and if not others, just consuming things in the way that you consume them and not like trying to let yourself have the opinions that you have and not be like, oh, like these other people have seen more things than I have or they are more educated in this than I am or something like that. Like that stuff, like that doesn't really matter. <laughs> and it's good to take into account other people's opinions if you like see it afterwards. You're like, oh, like I didn't even consider that. That is something that like in retrospect, that is an interesting point or something like that. But I feel like some people let other reviews like take over their own review and it's not really necessary like if you had an opinion of something let that be your opinion and let it hold and over time you'll develop your um develop your interests and be more concrete in your thoughts and then you'll be able to be like oh wow you know what maybe my opinion in the past wasn't as much how i actually feel about it now that i've developed my thoughts and critiques and stuff like that it's just important to be confident, I think, in your stuff, even if you're just beginning. To summarize, we now have three super great tips on how we can get like a Jay in one day through more intentional and thoughtful film watching. One, focus on feeling, even if it's a bad feeling. Check in with yourself and notice how you feel afterwards. Two, find a meeting. Even if you can't relate or aren't represented, because black folks have been doing that since forever. So even if the story isn't an exact mirror of your life, think about parts and pieces that resonate with you and think about what this film is doing in the larger framework of the industry and the art. Three, have your own opinion, even if it might change later. Don't let nobody tell you what to think or shrink your own opinion because you think someone knows better than you. 
you know your taste best stand on that and that's that friends I hope the next time you pull up to the movies, you feel empowered, capable, and confident that whatever critique you'll form by the time the lights come back on will be informed, honest, and more than anything else, uniquely yours. This podcast was written, produced, and edited by me, Talia. Like what you heard? Visit w-2d.com for everything from tips on how to approach relationships to reviews of -of turn-of-the-century murder mysteries. I really appreciate you being here, and I hope to see you around.